Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I'm Ann Moles, and thanks for joining. I just want to thank you for hanging out and, and checking us out and participating. Uh, on Obstruction to Justice, what we do, we talk about current events, uh, politics, um, you know, ish, current issues of the day. And of course, my favorite, we talk about business. So feel free to chime in and hang out a little while and share the links. Share the links with someone that uh, may be interested in some of the topics that we talk about. We may be able to give some pertinent information about what's going on and jog some uh, ideas about um you know, what to do and where to go. And as far as, well, today, we're going to be talking a, a lot about uh, politics today. And I want to share some of the ways that we can do some research to see what's going on with the bills and resolutions here in the United States. Uh, well, but first, I want to check out and hang out. Uh, you know, a lot has been going on this week, as we know, with the Olympics. Big shout out to all those Olympians, those that made it, the teams made the teams, those that made it to uh, the different semifinals and the competition to be able to compete for the different medals, those that medaled uh, gold, silver, bronze, big ups to you. There's a lot of hard work that goes in uh, into preparing to be the best in your craft. And, you know, that's pretty cool. That's a significant, significant accomplishment. So, you know, and on that same note, uh, what we're uh, looking at today, I want to talk about uh, Sister Raven Sanders. Hmm. Sister Raven Sanders. And I'm going to share some, a, a news clip here. Uh, Sister Raven Sanders. And let's see here. Which one is that? All right. And this is where NPR, this is at the NPR site, National Public Radio. And here is where Sister Raven Sanders, she is a shock put, uh, a shock put Olympian. So that's where you take and you throw that big, huge metal ball as far as you can. And she is a shock book champion, the Team USA's Raven Sanders. She won a silver medal in the women's shot put event Sunday at the Tokyo Olympics. And during the medaling ceremony, uh, Sanders lifted her arms. She lifted her arms above her head and formed the X with her wrists. And... 
you know, with that, that's a, that's a demonstration. That's a demonstration. And when she was asked, why did she use that symbol? She was, uh, she explained that the symbol represents the intersection of where all people who are oppressed meet. Mm, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty deep. Huh? And, you know, they did their little investigation or started to look to see whether or not she was violating any rules or anything like that. And nope, they just, they weren't even going to, to look into that, to try to punish her for that. Now, She's already accomplished a great feat, won the silver medal, and representing the oppressed. Mm -hmm. The intersection, she explains, is where all people who are oppressed meet. And that is what she was sharing and that why she formed the X in that demonstration while accepting her medal. And, you know, it's pretty brave. You know, if you believe in what you believe in as far as speaking up for those that can't speak up for themselves, that's pretty brave. And she did that and she wasn't concerned about uh, meddling the metal or whatever, but you know, the fact that this was an opportunity that was going to be witnessed around the world to speak out and speak up and represent and say, hey, I see you, those that are oppressed in the world. So congratulations, Raven Sanders, for your great accomplishment out there with uh, that meddling. That's that's super cool, super cool. All right. So yeah, I just think that is the coolest thing in that, you know, I really wasn't a very athletic person growing up. I have my sports that I like to do, but mainly, or like to watch rather, but mainly I just like to walk. I like to, to get out there and get some fresh air and walk. And, you know, I just would encourage you to do that. I, I do that and, you know, it keeps you healthy and keeps you going. All right. Another big, big thing that's been going on in the news is uh, we were talking about the moratorium, the renter's moratorium. And there was a huge demonstration that um, representative from the first district here in the state of Missouri. Now, it's pretty local to us because we're Kansas City side here. But in St. Louis, on the St. Louis side, she's closer. She's on the St. Louis side. But she... Um, they, with others, did a demonstration to represent those that were going to be out in the cold. And they were out on the steps of the, uh, I believe it was the Capitol. And there they were doing their demonstration out there and representing those who would be put out of their homes after the moratorium ended, which... Uh, of course, we know. Let me just go ahead and share that. I'll share that and we'll take a look at that as well. But uh, that where those who were going to um, who are going to be put out of their homes, 
because of not being able to pay. Okay, so following Cori Bush's protest, Biden reinstates eviction moratorium. And that was updated today. Okay, so this has been updated today. This is from the KansasCitySTAR.com, the local newspaper here uh, online here in the greater Kansas City area. KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. And this here, Missouri Democrat Representative Cori Bush leads a protest against evictions on the steps of the U.S. Capitol. The leaders joining Bush include Reverend Jesse Jackson and Texas Democrat represent Democratic Representative Sheila Jackson Lee. And uh, yeah, and the, of course, this article was written by Brian Lowry with the Kansas City Star. But uh, the federal moratorium was issued through October Third, after housing activists and some politicians demanded the government to do more to help more renters across the country as the pandemic grinds on. The previous moratorium ended July 31st. Yeah, and we're going to take a look at that, um, that bill that Maxine Waters sent over to uh, speak towards extending the moratorium, the renter's moratorium. Yeah, the pandemic has, you know, caused havoc and people have lost their jobs and a lot has been going on because of the pandemic. And of course, there's a lot of people that have lost their lives and loved ones. So, you know, this was, uh, this was to me very unusual but the bill was out there. Now, don't think that this was just something that was made up. You know, they're just going to do some demonstration. There's still a legal process uh, that we go through here in this country. And it was out there. And I'll show it to you. And uh, they just followed up with some, some um, very sincere demonstrating. Uh, very sincere. And if you go out there and... Uh, find uh, the Kansas City Stars at KansasCity.com news. And there's an interview out there too about it. But she's also been uh, sharing, you know, we we have also heard her do an interview and share how for a minute, for a while, she was homeless and lived in her car. So this young person here, Corey Bush, Representative uh, Corey Bush, she knows what it's like to not have a home. So, you know, it's not where people are just thinking about, okay, well, you know, I, this may have happened to me or didn't happen to me, but I, I have um, a sincerity to want to help people. But when, when you've been there, you kind of have an urgency in life to want to help others who may experience that that um, situation of homelessness or any unfortunate situation. Once you've experienced it, it's like, okay, I'm you know we're going to get serious about this, not just feet dragging and oh ho humming, but 
really wanting to help people. So it looks as though it's extended through, uh, issued through October 3rd. So that's going to help, help some. That's a couple of more months to help those that are in need of making sure that they have a chance to keep their homes and not find themselves in, you know, a situation of even more devastation of, you know, job losses is huge. That's a big, big deal. And we all have responsibilities to, uh, to take care of ourselves and our families. So one way of making sure that we can do that, of course, is to work. And, you know, there's all kinds of discussions out there as far as whether or not Americans are going back to work, you know, because they can make more on unemployment. Well, there are still states, uh, lots of states. Most states don't have that extra income for unemployment that, that ended. So and we're still looking at those that were hit to me the hardest because of the pandemic. And that's where, you know, those that are uh, working in lower wage jobs, you know, servant, ser uh, serving servers jobs and restaurants and things like that and other types of jobs. Well, you know, you, those businesses closed down. So what can you do? The business closed down. And then, of course, where children were um, closed, the schools were closed and parents had to keep children at home. Well, everyone couldn't work from home. All of, you know, there were people that couldn't transition to work from home. And, you know, there was, um, you know, even during that time, there was a contract that we were working on. And even though they transitioned to work uh, from home, this particular team uh, with one of the teams that I was working with, they didn't keep everyone. So even though the you could work from home and there was a transition to move a lot of office people online through you know, using online resources, it still wasn't where everyone was working, was able to work from home. That's, you know, office jobs. Well, if you're, um, if you're doing work where you're having to be there to serve and to work and to hang, you know, hang there, then you just can't, it's, it's a different story. And then who's going to take care of the children? Big shout outs to all of the, uh, uh, Salvation Army did something really huge in this greater Kansas City area where uh, the, even the children that were had to stay home during the pandemic, the schools were closed for some of the school districts. So one major school district here in this greater Kansas City area, the Kansas City, Missouri School District, had uh, online classes. That's where uh, all the students were online. So the school buildings were closed. Well, you know, what do you do? You ha still have to go to work. Well, what they did was Salvation Army opened up a few facilities and they uh, brought the children and worked with the Kansas City, Missouri School District and brought the children to some of the facilities where they could be monitored and not have to uh, be at home 
um, you had first graders and, you know, this, it's just a lot. Second graders, you know, elementary school children having to be at home trying to go to school. Well, you know, here, this was uh, an effort and big shout out to all of the, all of the help services that have been there for those people in need uh, during this uh, pandemic. And big shout out to uh, Democratic Representative Cori Bush and um, the others there that just they were going to make some emergency noise. That's big, big ups, big ups. And, you know, that's got to be important. You know, what are, what are we doing here? What are we doing? You know, you want to help people, you know, as far as have being a strong America, it, it, it's not the segregation or separation part where you have some, you know, you're going to always have people that aren't going to be doing as well. But look, if there's something that you can do to make a difference, then make that difference. Hey, good evening, uh, Sister Riza. Riza Singleton, evening to you as well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're just, we're just wanting to be mindful of helping people. And she did that. She's on her job that, and that's, that's another thing people are saying, okay, well, why, why should we vote? Well, would this have happened? Would this extension have happened if the passion wasn't there? I don't think it would have. And, uh, Corey Bush had that passion. Well, she was voted in, she was voted in as a, representative here in Missouri. So it does, it does pay to vote. All right. Brother Kareem Jackson, uh, morning from Casey brother in the Philippines. I love politics. He says had Senator David Haley on the show the other day about the Kansas election this past Tuesday, he won. Yes, Brother Kareem has a great uh, broadcast that he hangs out and does, uh, Kareem Jackson. And we have actually talked with him here on obstruction to justice. We need to get him back on. But yeah, super. He's he's doing big, big things and talking to people. And that's really what it's about, too. The communication part of what's going on in society. If, if you're not talking about it, then really, are you really going to be about it? <laughs> uh, conversation is huge. Uh, Brother Kareem Jackson says, as an expert, I can and do vote also. Uh, as an ex, yes, okay, expat, okay, about 8.7 million of us out here abroad. Okay. So even though he lives in the Philippines, he has an opportunity to vote and he does. And that's, what's important. That's super cool. Yeah. So do that big vote. We're, 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 we definitely encourage voting because it does make a difference. It made a difference to where Cori Bush was there to be passionate about the situation. All right. Yeah, super, super. Thanks, guys. Thanks for chiming in there. Voting is what's happening. 8.7 million 
uh, or abroad, still get a chance to vote. That's super. All right. I want to talk about bills. Now, once you get the person in, uh, what is it that they do? <laughs> you know, we, we, that's, that's kind of an interesting interesting point there. So let's see. I want to show you there's a website out here that I enjoy and it's been really um, giving me some insight on a couple of things. I did some research out here on um, on this uh, site here and what it does, let me go out here and grab it. What it is, let's look at uh, the bills. Uh, let's look at this one here. Okay. Now, this one, this is govtrack.us. If you go out to govtrack.us, G-O-V-T-R-A-C-K.us, there is a way where you can actually search for the different bills and resolutions. Okay, so if you want to know what your congressman, what your state representative, what they're doing in Washington, okay, this is where you can find the different bills, what they may be on committees that support the bills that are out there that have been proposed. So say for instance, uh, here in the greater Kansas City area, we have uh, Representative Emmanuel Cleaver. He's a Democrat, uh, congressional uh, Democrat here. And he introduced a bill called Stabilizing Rural Homeowners During COVID Act of 2021. Now, the prognosis of this is that um, it's got a 3%, but here is where you can actually do the search. So we just plopped in Cleaver here as far as the name and searched, and this is what it came up. So it also has where he's probably on some of the committees. He's on the committees that are talking of uh, proposing the different bills and resolutions. Okay. All right. So that's where you can go to take a look at the different bills and resolutions. Now I want to, let's see, I'll probably just go ahead and get rid of some of these where we can uh, not have to pick and choose to guess. All right. So we're done with this one. Now let's check out the actual bills and resolutions that the government, that what they're looking into. Okay, so I'm going to go out here and grab that. Bills and resolutions. Okay, now again, you can go out to govtrack.us and there is a tab out here slash Congress slash bills slash uh, pound sign by status. Okay. And there's a tab here where it says all bills. Okay. So these bills are presented by the different representatives. And here there's, uh, it's listed as enacted laws, 
or got a vote or failed legislation. Or you can look at all the bills or find a bill. Okay. So I think uh, what I had done was there are 31 enacted bills and joint resolutions so far in this Congress. So what that means is that this is the work that was voted on where it was presented, introduced, and went all the way to get signed by the president into law. All right. So you can find that bills and resolutions and kind of go through uh, where you like to do that search. That's super cool. All right. And let's take a look at one of the bills. All right, so we saw 31 were passed so far. This is what the work has been done uh, so far. So now let's take a look at the a, a bill here. I want to show uh, where this is the bill that HR 4791, Protecting Renters from Evictions Act, of 2021. And this was the one that was presented by Maxine Waters. Okay. So we found this bill. This is where it'll take you to, and you'll take a look at it there. And it was introduced. So it goes through the introduction stage, uh, July 29th. And it, uh, had a 4% chance of being enacted according to the there's some uh, information out there according to who does the <laughs> percentage prognosis okay and it talks about the bill so you can actually go out and see the overview the co-sponsors you know there's more than one person uh talking about it this is where they talk about crossing the aisle or who's in support how they come together and support a bill now, um, and here, the different statements, the history, I want to show this. So this is the process that the bill goes through. So the bill is introduced. Okay. Bills and resolutions are referred to committees, which debate the bill before possibly sending it on to the whole chamber. Okay. Then uh, it's uh, on house schedule. So it's put on the schedule. The house schedule indicated that the bill would be considered in the week ahead. So then it's put on the, the house schedule. Then it text published, updated bill text was published as a preprint. Okay. Now then it has to pass. So it goes to the vote to pass the committee. The committee says, hey, yeah, we want to push this on. Then it has to pass the House vote, the House of Representatives. Then it has to pass the Senate vote. Okay. Then it's signed by the president. All right. So that's the process. And this is just a great site here because it'll give you uh, information about the bill and and just details where you can get a better understanding about what's going on with the lawmakers. Mm, super. All right. So this is the bill that uh, Cori Bush 
was really fighting to stand up for the rights of people. And it just got pushed right on through and the president signed it. So that's super cool. Super, super cool. All right. So that's the bill. The four, uh, HR 4791 bill. So if you listen to the news and you hear that type of information, then that's what's, you know, that's what they're talking about. Okay. Now, when it comes to business, I was looking around to see what's happening in the business world. What's what's on on the agenda, the political agenda for what uh, what can help, you know, business owners and things like that. So I was interested in that. And I went out there and I found this bill here. The H.R. 4367, and it's called the Boost Act of 2021. All right. And it's sponsored by Kwasi Mfume. And he is uh, the sponsor representative for Maryland's 7th Congressional District. He's also a Democrat. And it was introduced on July the 6th, 2021. Okay. Now, what this does, it says to amend the Internal Revenue Code of 1986 to provide a partial exclusion from gain for interest in a socially disadvantaged business and for other purposes. Okay, so that uh, will help those in that situation as far as that tax code. So that's what he presented. So it's just been introduced. Okay, it hasn't passed the committee vote. It uh, it hasn't even gone that far. It's just been introduced. Okay, so I thought that was kind of interesting. That's what I found for what's going on with businesses, socially disadvantaged businesses, which I just found that to be an an interesting uh, conversation. socially disadvantaged business. Hmm. So if you want to do more study on that one, what that means, uh, go out there and look up that bill and dig into it. HR 4367, Boost Act of 2021. All right, super. So yeah, just checking that out as far as business is concerned. And here, I'm down to the wire. I'm down to the wire. I have been working on the book, working to get through this book. It is just so intriguing. The Black Tax uh, by Sean D. Rochester. Now, this book talks about the cost of being black in America. And I am still, I'm just really getting into it, to read it, to understand it, not just to breeze through it, but it's kind of a struggle too, because I, you know, I'm really, I'm kind of weepy. It's, it's very disappointing uh, about what's going on, but it's a very interesting and I believe necessary book uh, because it talks about the cost of being black in America. So when we're talking about uh, the situation of oppression and segre- 
uh, and just oppression, segregation, the uh, in all of the arenas of life, and and even now that you know, there's desegregation and all that, uh, just to live, what what's really going on, and what has been missed as far as opportunities for African American families and wealth. What's the cost? What's really going on? And uh, it's really a book to where I believe that you would really be intrigued to get an understanding. It's very well written. Uh, I, it's not the, the only I've heard, you know, it's like, okay, well, I've been doing some research and okay, well, how valid is what he's, is what he, he's saying? You know, well, others are saying it as well. And he has research numbers and information that is definitely backing up what he's saying. So that right there is um, a book that I think that you would definitely be interested in. The Black Tax, The Cost of Being Black in America. And there is also a bookstore that carries this book. So let's check that out. It's a bookstore that carries this book. It's called Emoja Books and Products. And they are in Lafayette, Louisiana. I found them. There's a couple of other books that I have ordered uh, doing research and studying uh, about just different subjects. But this, this uh, bookstore, uh, Emoja Books, which... You can, you know, it's just a very intriguing name, carries the book, The Black Tax. So if you want to purchase this book, I would suggest that you go out there and check out, check it out and purchase it from Emoja Books and Products. And the website is Umoja, U-M-O-J-A, Bookstore dot net and you can do a search for the book and it will bring it up and it's uh very reasonably priced oh my goodness i just saw my goodness it says that it's currently out of stock oh no it's still worth going out there and checking out this bookstore on the website. It's definitely worth it because they have other books that uh, I'm going to be introducing. Oh no. Well, uh, hopefully they'll get it in soon and you go ahead and contact them and find out when they're planning on getting, getting the book in. <laughs> oh my goodness. Emoja books and products. Big shout out and kudos to you for being out there and doing big things. Black African-American bookstore. Yes, well, check them out. All right. Uh, there was, uh, we talked about the Olympian. There's another Olympian that I just, <laughs> this Olympian surprised the world. Okay. Let me go out there and grab this. This Olympian surprised the world and she did a feat that 
I just couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Safan Hassan. She trips and falls while running the 1500 meters preliminary. Okay. Actually, she trips and falls uh, while running this race. Okay. During the 1500 meters, she gets up and runs and wins the gold medal. She continues the race. She falls, but she gets up and continues the race and wins the gold medal. I just want to check some of this out. Let's check it out. There's Natalia Hawthorne in fifth. Here comes the bell. Well, they come to the bell. Bill, 59.2, the final lap in the first oh, team. Oh, down goes Hassan. There's a fall on Hassan. Oh. oh, my goodness. It was a chain reaction. It started with Hawthorne. She bumped into the Kenyan runner, Nida Jeptak, and then Hassan fell over Jeptak. And now look at the work she has to do. The last thing she wanted today, a full-out sprint for Hassan to try and get back into this. But if anybody could do it, it would be Hassan. So we've got those top five up there. All she has to do is close this gap right here. And you see Hassan coming up. If she can get in front of these girls right here, now she's in front of these women. She Now she's in that sixth position that she needs to make it to the next round. But how much gas is she? using up that she wanted in the tank tonight for the 5,000 final. Ellie Purrier, St. Pierre out in front. Wow. Here comes Hassan and a pretty staggering last lap after going down. Hull is there as well and your top six coming through in one big bunch with Stefan Hassan going from on the track to cross the line first in a matter of about 62 seconds. You see as she walked right through the mix zone on her way to recovery now. That's right. My coach uh, would Wow. <sighs> Which brings me to a point. It brings me to this point that the truth is, and you know, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I let it out of the bag. I, I, that's just who I am. But there is scripture in the Bible, Ecclesiastes. 9-11 and Matthew 24-13. Now, Ecclesiastes, this is Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived or ever will live. Hmm, wisest man that ever lived. He says, I again saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift and the battle is not to the strong. And neither is bread to the wise, nor riches to those of intelligence and understanding, nor favor to men of ability, but time and chance overtake them all. Okay. But the first part of that is what I really dig. Um, I again saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. Wow. And the battle is not to the strong. Now, here's the other part of that. Matthew 24, 13, it says, but the one who endures and bears up under suffering to the end will be saved. 
And I read that in the amplified version. Yeah. So she fell. <laughs> she fell. But she was on her job. She's like, uh-uh. Okay, get up, girl. Get up. And she got up and successfully ran the race. Ran that what race to achieve the gold medal. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wowzer. <sighs> I mean, that that's the kind of stuff that makes you want to, it, it makes you, it helps you get up to go. Hope and tenacity. Wow. It's like, shoot, she could have just laid there. Oh my goodness. She could have. I mean, look, there were several others, but she got up. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an inspiration. That's an inspiration. You know, business, pandemic, situation. Wherever you find yourself, don't give up. Don't give up. Get up. <laughs> don't give up. Get up. That runner. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, lastly here, and I'm going to let you go, is the ASBNC Classes and Scholarship Fund. I want to go out there and show you. Now, ASBNC Training and Consulting uh, is a uh, computer and corporate training service company where uh, we actually do uh, content development. We do consulting services for learning management systems, uh, training modules. We develop training modules. So if there's a special training module that you need, we develop those. Uh, there's lots of other things that we do when it comes to training and training management and content development. Um, but one of the, it, it, we, we do training as well. So if you want to grab a class out here, you can go out to www.asbnc.com and go to the ASBNC Training Academy there's a few classes listed out there. Now, we do one-on-one -on -one sessions. So if you're uh, one to where, okay, you, you really would like to make sure that you get an understanding and you don't want to be hanging out with others in the class, we do one-on-one -on -one sessions. So we will teach you and get you to that next level of understanding to get you closer to your goals. And this is with um, the classes that are listed, but it, any other class that you can think of, hmm, the training, if you're needing that type of training, contact us and we can uh, let you know. If we don't do it, we can direct you to where you can get it. But uh, we definitely will be glad to help you in any training questions with any training questions or any of the training needs that you may have your, or you or your company. And that's a big thing, uh, training and learning management systems, uh, instructional designing. We do that. And that's uh, kind of a big thing right now. So we uh, will definitely help you and get that going for you. Another. Um, thing I'd like to, like to share with you is the, the scholarship fund. 
Now we've partner we partner with nonprofits, and I think we talked a little bit about the uh, working with children and doing tutoring and helping with uh, with that. And big shout out to the Salvation Army, but we do work with nonprofit organizations. And there's a scholarship fund that if you want to do some donating, uh, it's a it's a five dollar scholarship fund. So it's the only thing that's going to come out is the $5. But what it does is it um, allows for ASBNC to sponsor mobile tutors. So it's a mobile tutor project where we work with nonprofit organizations and we can work with them to actually go and help tutor different students. Now, reading is a big thing, STEMs. Uh, science technology is a big thing. So we also work with Laborers for His Harvest Ministries, and we partner with them. Uh, and we provide uh, tutor support for kids, grades K through 12. And the volunteers, these are volunteers. Okay, so we work with the tutor to tutor the students in reading, comprehension, and STEM. Uh, that's science, technology, engineering, and math. Now, you, you really the main thing where we see that there's a big need is is reading. There's a big need to to bring students up to speak with reading, grammar, effective listening, those basic skills where that student will work and have those tools to be successful. And we, we see it in the younger years too. So any donation that uh, you'd like to consider, if you want to give more than that, contact ASBNC training and consulting and uh, we'll definitely uh, appreciate that. But uh, the scholarship fund link is out there. Fun in learning item scholarship link for $5. So feel free to give and donate to that as well. Yeah, it's been really fun. It's really been fun and enlightening uh, it, to see kids get it and to see them progress. You know, a lot of times parents are busy. And that's something that we talk about, you know, parents are busy and having to go to work and then others are, you know, the kids have to stay home in COVID. Who knows? I mean, it's my grandkids. <laughs> everybody is just trying to hang in there to get back in school. And, um, you know, we're just hanging in there. But the main thing is that we we're here to help the community as much as we can. And I think that's what's important to give back to the community any way you can and uh, support your community, because that's the community is the future for any business. It is the future without the communities where where the we're the, the people that are going to do business for you. We're the patrons. Hmm? So, and we want to make sure that uh, all children have an opportunity to, to be successful. So that's what's going on with ASBNC training and consulting. It's been fun, guys. Thank you for chiming in. Uh, Reza Singleton, big ups to you. Uh, Brother Kareem Jackson, big ups to you. We appreciate you guys and uh, anyone, uh, if you have any other questions that uh, we can help you with, just let us know. Let us know. All right. All right. 
Well, it's been fun. And I always say, if the Lord says the same, we'll see you next time. Justice. 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 Justice now.